Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language and mature themes. The time has come. Time has come, the price to be paid. Three heads as agreed when the deal was made. The debt has been called, through the voice of a child. Now summoned false, we go into the wild. Imagine a world beyond the frontier, commanded by beauty, whimsy, and fear. Where each season holds a kingdom its own, summer and winter, between and unknown. But heed the steps along your path, or else endure the Faelord's wrath. The moon and the sky, a king lost in its light. The queen's empty shadow brings with her dark night. Lost in it all, one who opened the door. She stands at the precipice, her heart yet unsure. Names have been won, and now blades will sing. The bard has been set. Will the knight take the king? This is the Feywild West. Beware the realm of fairy. We must be wise. We must be brave. Now let's be legendary. All right. Holy shit, that was Baba Yaga. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Bad? Ah! See, I can't lie, so there's no good answer to that. Like, yes and no. And I relay quickly what I know about Baba Yaga. Probably from the things that I've read in the Law Garden. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing I didn't take any of the money then. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I just took Bob. <laughs> you just took your friend. It's fine. Fuck it. Okay, whatever. Okay, I look up. All right, I did what you wanted. Is that it? Not quite. <sighs> and the broker steps out from behind a tree and James immediately whirls and draws pistols. Oh, I immediately put my hand out. Who the hell? Guns down, please. I don't need you starting anything. Captain Wild, I'd like you to meet the broker. Snarls at him a little bit. The broker just... Easy boy. Smiles. Again, with that unnaturally wide grin. All right. One down. Indeed. Your next task, the next head, you must defeat the River King. Defeat the River King? Isn't that another Faelord? Indeed. You want me to go up against another Faelord. Three heads of my choosing in the manner I deem fit. You know, when I made that deal, I 
Can't you at least put me up against someone I know I can at least defeat? I can fuck yourself. Do I know where the River King is? What do I know about the River King? Do you remember the story that yeah, I told you that the, last time? The River King befriended a mortal and kept yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I've read about a lot of that stuff because I, I did reading too. So would I know where to find the River King? Both of you make history checks. Although, Celine, you have the plus two to it. Okay. You're still eating. Uh, 22. Okay. 11 minus two. Okay. Celine, you know that actually the River King's kingdom is attached to the Evermarsh. The water from the Evermarsh actually feeds into the Great Serpent, which is the river that passes through the River King's domain. And... You know it to be winter word. Winter. Can I ask one question that you can actually answer? Depends on the question. Do you want me to kill him or not? Simple yes and no. Defeat him. What does that mean? It means that it doesn't matter if he's dead or not. But then what does defeat mean? Okay, but if I have to defeat him in a game of chess, I guarantee I'm not going to win that. Games are the River King's favorite thing. Games of all sort. Games of wit, games of chance, games of physical prowess. Right. Defeat him. Fine. Before we do that, we need to renegotiate, okay? Oh. What? I shoot you a look. I understand that you have this deal with Talia, and that she owes you help out. But to keep her from her home, that is not acceptable. It is perfectly acceptable to my terms of the agreement. Which is why we are renegotiating. So you don't have anything to negotiate with. Do I? No. Like it's a book out. Roll me a persuasion check. Ooh. I got one luck point left. Persuasion? Seven. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Celine thinks I'm being so cool. I'm playing the game and she's just like, eh! <laughs> Call it a sign of good faith. Darling, you only have one thing I want to negotiate with. Only one thing? See, if I understand it correctly, I have several things you want, and one thing you do not want me to have. But, seeing as a renegotiation seems unamenable to you, we will be heading Winterworld. Talia? Following you. And I, uh, head Winterworld, which is definitely a direction that Megzi knows which way is it. <laughs> I turn around, don't even look at him. I follow. But when we're far enough away... I grab your hand. Don't you ever do that again. Why not? You're not allowed to get mad at me for making deals when you're going to make one right in front of me. I was not going to make a deal. No? No. Then what are we going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Celine, you can't keep mouthing off without a plan. And when your plan involves acting like you're going to make a deal, that's extra dumb. I appreciate it. But the less we're indebted to him, the better. Isn't that what you told me? I cannot keep you from your home, Talia. 
the quicker we get this done, the better. Speaking of which, can you please go check on the kids? Of course. Isaac, if you want to come inside. Uh, can we sleep? Yeah, go. You, you're stuck out here? I'll be fine. Uh, let's find a good camp spot at least then. Yeah, but I would rather you guys... Actually, can you take the portable hole and give it to Talden and Ernest? And let them know what's in it. Or let them know it's no, a no, surprise. No, 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 it's a surprise. You may open it, but don't touch anything. It's mine. It's like, it's ours, but if but you want But you can look at it. But if you want to, yeah, we can share some scales. Yeah, okay, let's find a good campsite so you guys can go rest. And All right. can Does anyone rest. want to come in just to get, like, a drink of water or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. Armin, you want to stay out here? Yes, I shall stay out here. Okay, I found a tree. Open the door. Okay. Go in. And look at her watch. We go inside. So, you head into the house. Yes. You and James. Talden is actually currently in the house. Oh, good. With Adrian. Mm-hmm. They tell you Jairus is currently at school. What day is it? Um, from what Jairus told me, it's been another three days since you've been here last. How are you holding up? That's a loaded question. Yeah, indeed. Sorry. We are... I don't even know how to answer that. We're still alive. We are progressing. That is good. I suppose that's all that really... So I have something that you might uh, find interesting. Oh? Yes, come outside. Uh, To, like, the front yard area. Mm -hmm. You ready, Philzis? Yes. You sure you're ready for this? Not anymore, no. You are right. You are definitely not ready for this. Ready? Here we go. Let's put the portable hole on. Unfurl it. That's a portable hole. Holy fuck. <laughs> Language. <laughs> you. Celine. Yes? Am I seeing what I think I am seeing? What do you think you are seeing? A. A. A, a dragon. Is that a dragon's head? Is it? James is just looking down, just nodding. <laughs> you... Did you kill a dragon? Well, we had to defend ourselves from one. Where? How? Feywild. With guns and magic. <gasps> there are dragons in the, in the Feywild. There's, well, there was at least one, and it's dead now. You are the first person in... Over a thousand years to see a dragon, and you killed it! Like I said, we were defending ourselves. If you were being, look at, tell them, look at me, if you were being attacked by a dragon, would you think, oh no, I can't attack back because I'm the first person in a thousand years to see a dragon and someone else might want to see it? Oh, oh shit, I should probably defend myself. I, I suppose. Yeah, I'll tell you uh, which one it is. It's the second one. I, I suppose it would be. Uh, I... I'm sorry, I need to sit down. Yeah. I, <laughs> they just, I, I they just sit down. Back up and... <laughs> they, just, they just sit down on the ground. <laughs> we really do not have any use for all of this shit in the Feywild. You know, dragon pouts and all that stuff. You want to show it to be honest? Yes. So, um, I'll hold the portable all back up and just hand it to Talden. You want to just show it to be honest? Uh, they take it. Yes. Yes, I would very much like to do that. Okay, cool. Oh, where's James? Uh, he's just been out here just watching this. Oh, okay. And I'm gonna go um, lay down in my room. Okay. To rest. I'm going to get some things and then go back to Talia. All right. 
Oh, I was Adrian. She's fine. Mm-hmm. She now seems to have a stack of records. <laughs> what you got here? It's good shit. Didn't know you liked mid 2000s J Rock. Good choice. Ooh, dear and right. Oh, this is a really good album. This one's really good. So you get some supplies? I get some supplies, get some pillows, get some alcohol. Uh, what else should I bring? I don't think you can bring anything else. Yeah. Because we haven't gotten any food in a while because we don't need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I leave, I stop in the front room. I look over at the mantle, the fireplace. And go and get Zachariah's skull. I look at it. The last time we saw each other was in this place. Perhaps you can bring me good luck. And at least you will be with me if we do not get hurt. And I put it in the bag of holding. Look around, is anybody watching that? No. Good. <laughs> I just keeps it to myself. Alright, you head back out and find Talia and Harmon. Alright. I still have our bedrolls. Oh, right. We didn't get rid of those. No. Alright, yeah, let's get some sleep. Alan, do you need to sleep? Not the same way you do. Do I have to give pl- me, plug you in or something? Give me the watch. I can maintain awareness while you sleep. What about what about your rest? Do you need to rest? Sitting here is rest enough. He takes the watch. Nay. Put out the bedrolls. I pass the fuck out. I'm as soon as my head hits anything soft, mm-hmm. I am out like a light. I stay awake for a little bit longer. Just watch you. I don't do anything, I'm just just talking your air. I eventually try to sleep as well. You fall asleep. Celine. Oh, we were doing so well. <laughs> you have dreams where you can't control at all what's happening, but you have dreams of you yourself walking through a grand castle made of night black stone. It's like a stone of a matte black. And you're walking through these grand halls, giving orders to servants, hosting magnificent balls and parties. Feasts that go on for days and days. There's at one point where you are in a bedchamber and you walk in front of a mirror and you see yourself in a dress made of night and starlight with raven black hair. And though it is your face, the personality behind it twists your features into unrecognizable expressions. But it's like, as far as I know, it is me in the dream. Mm -hmm. Okay. They just go on and then fade away when you awaken. You have some vague memory of them. You both awaken to the daylight being in the exact same place. The morning mist constantly hanging over the marsh. How long did we sleep? Eight hours, 37 minutes, and 45 seconds. Eight hours, 37 minutes, and 45 seconds. 46 seconds. 46 seconds. <laughs> Tyler, like, slowly sips up. Oh. You're right. Yeah. I'm fine. I just put my head on your shoulder. 
How are you doing? I dreamt last night. Oh? Anything horrible? No. At least I don't think so, maybe. I kind of explain everything. Is that that um, woman in the reflection? Sarastra. If Simon said that room is for past, present, and future, why are you Sarastra? I don't know. And as far as I know, that image represented the past. I don't think I've ever been Sarastra. Not in this life, anyway. Uh, I don't even want to think about past life nonsense. I don't believe in it anyway. Well, I don't either, but there are a lot of things that I didn't believe to be true that end up being true, yeah. Very true. Where's James? It's sleeping in the house. Something will wake his ass up. Ah, uh, okay. Here I go. Okay, so I go back uh, into the house. Okay. You go back into the mansion, and James is actually outside by the horses, mm-hmm. petting mm-hmm. Muerte. Uh, morning, or mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Morning. I think it's morning. Not sure. Mm, how'd you sleep? Well enough. Mm. What about you? Well, <laughs> you didn't sleep, of I course didn't, not. I didn't sleep, but I rested, thanks. How did you rest? Well enough. Okay. Did you get anything to eat? The servants can make you anything you want. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you like them? I made sure that they look like ghosts. Th- thank you. Oh, <laughs> I didn't do it for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're heading Winterwood? Winterwood. Alright. So, Tally, I want you to make me another survival check. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Guidance! And Harmon's gonna give you a d10. 13? Hey! 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Teamwork. Teamwork. <laughs> Makes you dream well. You start making your way, quote unquote, northward. You actually pretty quickly find your way out of the marsh, which Celine is really weird to you because when we you went there up for hours and hours, and when you went up in the air, the marsh extended for fucking ever in yeah. every direction. Yeah, but you know what? That seems pretty normal. That seems like low on the scale of weird shit. Yeah, I suppose. So yeah, you actually find your way out of the marsh in a relatively quick time, three hours. We are using light to yeah. keep time. Harmon is also keeping hold of the watch and mm-hmm. just keeping track of time as well. Okay. You find your way out of the marsh and in a grassy hill land with a large river to your right so to the east this large river like the mouth of it has to be a mile wide and it only narrows a little bit as it continues further inland now be a good time to use that boat quite possibly all right so for all four of us to fit would one or two be the one to use so the first command word okay so first one will work the first one will hold four all right so i put the boat do I have to put it in the water or just down? No, you just down and say the command word for okay. the boat. Open one. And it automatically snaps open and rolls out and suddenly pop, like a pop-up tent. <laughs> Ooh. A boat. 
you know, there's just been so many weird things. I'm sure this is the least of it. This this really is. Yeah, considering we got it in uh, the Vanasi headquarters. Right, that's right, you did. Well, hey, at least <laughs> they were good for something. Indeed. All right, everybody in. You continue to sail down the waterway. And actually, I need... Neither of you are, are proficient with handling water vehicles, are you? <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. So, this is going to be fun. <laughs> None of us know how to boat. Nope. I don't know how to swim. Great. Good. We might need that skill soon. The boat floats away. Like, bye. Who's piloting the boat? <laughs> Me, I guess. I don't know. I think I don't think anyone. I think we're just kind of standing on it like... Harmon will actually volunteer to steer the boat. Oh, okay. Does Harmon know Do how to... Do you know how to steer a boat? I have read several books on the topic of seamanship. All right, then. Uh, At a rate of 25 pages per second? Indeed. Colin, when we get out of this, I'd like to watch you do that. Yes, me too. Very well. Bards have jack-of-all-trades, so even if he's not proficient in it, he can add half of his proficiency bonus to it. Bards are amazing creatures. They really are. So, Harmon is going to make a handle boat check. And hey, look at that. That is not great, but it's not terrible. Yay! We don't crash into a rock. No, yeah. Uh, I will take A. You don't crash. Good job. He takes the steering oars at the back of the boat, and you guys make pretty decent progress down the waterway. I mean, you are floating downstream, so moving isn't too much of a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just not crashing into the bank. You're sailing down the river for about an hour. When things start jumping in and out of the water. Make perception checks. Nat 20. Nat 19. Nice. So 23. 26. So you see small humanoid-like shapes jumping in and out of the water. Talia, you actually look and see a blue and green colored face just looking up at you out of the water. I wave a little bit. Like, I... It tilts its head and waves back and then turns and swims down into the water. Does it have a tail? It does not. It has webbed fingers and feet, though. Oh, okay. Um, there was a person in the water. What? A person in the water. A person in the water? Yeah. Like, had like No, it had, like, webbed feet and stuff and swam down. Would I know what that is? Likely to be a Kelpie of some sort. Oh. There are actually several varieties of water fae. Okay. And subcategories within subcategories. You continue to sail along when suddenly there's a hump in the water that starts traveling alongside you guys. What is it? It continues to rise up until it suddenly breaks and the mast of a ship starts Ooh. to rise above the water with sails and more masts and they keep going up and up and eventually the masts they aren't just masts they're buildings and there's dozens of them all made of water warped wood and sea glass as it continues to rise up and up until finally the deck of a ship rises above the water and even that continues to rise above until a 20 story hull of a ship rises above you water just pouring 
off of the side. <laughs> Your boat flounders in right. the wake of this thing. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Should we pull over? <laughs> <laughs> pull over. <laughs> just get him to the shoulder and it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we see anybody? There are lots of people. Lots and lots of blue and green colored with webbed hands and feet, as well as some very pale faces that look out like drowned corpse pale. Oh, great. <laughs> so, just are they looking at us? Several of them are. Several of them are going about the rigging of this behemoth of a ship. I wave. Uh, several figures drop from the ship and swim over towards you with fluid and graceful motions. Suddenly you are surrounded by five soldiers of some kind. They wear armor that's made out of seaweed that's been hardened into some kind of leather and shellfish. Huh. They stand on top of the water. Where are they? Surrounding your boat. They each hold a spear, and four of them have their spears lowered down at you. The fifth one comes and speaks to you and Sylvan. What is your business on the Great Serpent? Looking for the River King. They all laugh. The one speaking to you motions back towards the ship. Well then, you have found him. Great, and, and, this, this should be quick. <laughs> Wait, he's on the ship? This is the Waterborne Palace, home and fortress of the River King. Okay, great. Can we see him, please? What is your purpose? That is between us and him. None just see the River King. We were sent by he who stands between. They get silent and look back and forth. Talia, like, slightly winces, like, this is either gonna get us what we need or kill us. Well, as a way, we won't have to worry about it anymore. Hey, that's a good way of looking at it. Hey, positive thinking, right? Right. They look back and forth at each other really seriously and look it down at you again. Then one of them snorts and they just start laughing uproariously. Okay, can somebody cue me in on the joke? You shall see the River King. That didn't answer my inquiry, sir. Yes, what is so funny? I like funny things. His majesty shall let you in on the joke, if he deems it fit. Come! And the one turns and starts walking, and the other four take up positions on the side of the boats and grab the side of the boat, and just start walking you towards the palace. As we are being, you know, walked my this would have been so much easier if I just needed to kill someone. Maybe you will. I really don't want to have to kill a Feylord. We were going to kill the Feylord. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. We killed a dragon. I mean, before that. You know, do you remember Longfellow yeah. a while back? Okay, but from what I gather, he wasn't much of one. Hang on, I'm shuffling my cows. That, and we had kind of the upper hand. I had iron. Used to have iron. I know, but I'm not supposed to use it. No, it's supposed to. Yeah. What'd you get? The Two of Swords, inverted. Either up or down, the Two of Swords represents a decision and the difficulty of making one. A reversed Two of Swords means that neither decision is a good one. But one has to be made regardless. Exactly. 
Alright. You are taken to a landing on the side of the boat. This boat. City. The city. The city ship. And you are taken up a very waterlogged rope ladder up the side of this ship. It's a long way up. I bump my wings. I hug the ladder. Okay. Close my eyes really tight. Are they being, are they like bringing it up? They are bringing it up while you are climbing it, but. Oh, if they're bringing it up, I stop. I'm like, nope. Okay, got it. All right. I just kind of cling. All right. I pop my wings and I fly. Okay. So you all reach the top. Turn my wings off once I get there. And behold the River King City. The city streets paved with mother of pearl. Just this rainbow sheen to the streets and walkways that lead throughout the skyscrapers that make up the masts. And it's all made of sea glass. And... It's all made of sea glass, driftwood, mother of pearl. Anything that is any sort of cloth material is made of seaweed. Yeah, if I wasn't annoyed, I'm sure it would be beautiful. Yes, and other circumstances it might be. Um, keeping an eye, kind of gauging um, Almond and James' reaction to James is gobsmacked by all this. I gotta stop having shocked reactions to all this, otherwise I'm just... You're going to spend this whole time just shocked. What did you think the Feywilds were? I did try to warn you. You would not see anything else that you would expect to see anywhere else. You did. To hear you talk about it, I don't know, I always just thought that the Feywild was eerie and full of monsters, and while there's certainly been some damn unsettling things, like didn't expect there to be people. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of pat him on the shoulder. Oh, you just wait. Selene gets a kind of weird look on her face. Like almost relief. And it's gone. Alright, what happens when we get there? You are met by six other guards in similar garb. Although these ones have, in addition to shellfish. The shellfish are all covered in mother of pearl. Prettier. Prettier. Got it. You're the important guard. Yes. Got it. So six more of them join you and escort you through the streets and people start coming out and looking at you as you're walking by. Put up my hood and put my mask on. Kaltas is still there. Mm -hmm. He's in my hood. Up to the rear of the ship where in front of you is a tower taller than all of the masts, made of pearl. Not mother of pearl, pearl. You are led inside and up a winding staircase that just winds around the inside of this tower. You don't know how many floors up. Oh, you reach a 24, let me know, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> Oddly though, as you go up, you don't expend as much energy going up, but you reach the top and it's a dome made of green and blue sea glass, sunlight filtering in from above, and sitting on a throne made of coral is the River King. What does he look like? He has long turquoise and purple hair that is constantly shifting and moving as if underwater. His skin is pale 
almost that drowned corpse kind of look, but there's a liveliness to his eyes, a merriment to his expression. He wears a crown of sea glass and robes that look like falling waves. As he sees you, he smiles, a mischievous smile. And one of the guards announces, His rippling majesty, Elorian the River King, defender of the Pearl Tower and master of the Arbaness, we have brought before you travelers, representatives of he who stands between. There's a laughter that ripples from the courtiers that you see now surround the edge of this hall. Lords and ladies in various forms of gallant dress. The River King's smile widens into something less mischievous and more genuine. And he holds up a hand and the laughter immediately stops. Come forward! Please introduce yourself! The guards step away. I walk forward then. Whispering breaks out among oh, the courtiers. Right. Oh, fuck. And the River King, his smile disappears and he sits up straight in his chair and adjusts. Okay, about that, I actually, knowing that I said that and knowing that that's probably what they're thinking about. Okay, about that, I no, had no, no idea. No. In your ear, the voice says stop. Iron Fiend. Shit, that's a cool name. Yeah, I didn't know about that until later, and I tried to fix it. Which was successful, I think? I think. Honey, it was in your land, right? <laughs> I have my mask on, but I'm looking at it like you. <laughs> and we all, of course, know Mistress of the Silken Weave. Iron Fiend, it is with great pleasure I welcome you to my court. If you're going to use the title, with all due respect, it is the Reaper. He takes that in and smiles. Very well, Iron Reaper. Shit, that's even cooler! That's even cooler! <laughs> Damn it! Alright, I'll take what I can get. You have been sent by he who stands between. I have. It may come as a surprise to you that I know the errand you are on. Well, wonderful. Maybe this can get done quicker. Indeed. Can you inform me what errand I'm supposed to run? You are to defeat me, yes? Yes, that could have all sorts of implications, but I'm afraid. And I, like, look around at the court. I'm not in on the joke, so... The challenge comes in threes. Of course it does. A challenge of knowledge, a challenge of speed, and a challenge of prowess. Okay, Talia in my head said, I guarantee my dick is way bigger than yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm like, I like grab your hand like, don't whip it out. <laughs> it's not the time to whip it out, Talia. She nods. All right. Though I should warn you, none have ever bested me beyond the challenge of knowledge. And should you fail, smile widens almost to an unnatural degree. You shall become one of my courtiers. What? 
His eyes dart to the side of the room. I look where he looks. You see the courtiers. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Both of you. Matt, 20. Nice. James is on point, too. Perception? Yeah. 15 plus 6. So 21. You all see pretty quickly. All the courtiers here have that same drowned look. All of them have manacles on their feet, binding them to the floor. All of them have just this sunken, dead look in their eyes. And this is what is so amusing. None have bested me yet. This only applies to me. No. The three of them go free. No. Yes, or I'm no. not. Yes, or I. No. The two of them go free, but I am with you. The challenge applies to all four of you. What? This was my deal. Yes, indeed. But here you all are, having been introduced to me as representatives of he who stands between. Look back at Bowman and James. James actually comes up behind you, Talia, and puts his hand on your shoulder. We got this. We'll kick his ass. We'll get what we need. And we'll get out. I'm physically, like, shaking. I take your hand. I squeeze it. Fine. Excellent. We shall start immediately. The first challenge, the challenge of knowledge, is simple. You must answer but one question. Okay. What is the Hag of the Evermarsh's name? Oh, Baba Yaga. There's just <laughs> silence. God, I was terrified. <laughs> Oh, is that it? Oh, done. Okay, moving on. Was that it? Yeah, I think we can move on now. Awesome. What's next? <laughs> Just continue dead silence. What did you say? Baba Yaga. His nose starts to twitch was, and like upper lip. Was there more to that question? No one knows. How he composes himself. <laughs> Should I be a dick? Yeah. Around the courtiers? Uh-huh. A little laughter, a little, little, suddenly Pepe was little bits of laughter. He goes to compose himself, but then the laughter, <laughs> like, starts up, and his eyes start around. Silence! Silence! Uh, and, they, and, it, and it stops. For, like, six seconds. <laughs> and then you hear, like, little snorts, like... <clears throat> Congratulations, you've passed the first challenge. Oh, great. What's the next thing? The challenge oh. of speed. Okay. Do you need like five minutes? You look a little ticked. A little voice in his ear says something bothering you. I still have my mask on too. So. No, yeah. <laughs> Do you need like a drink or something? I got fireball. Guards, escort them to their chambers. We shall begin the challenge of speed on the morrow. Uh, wait. Can't we do this now? He flashes a smile. A very insincere smile. Treat them as our honored guests. What does tomorrow mean here? The sun never sets. The sun may never set, but things rise and fall all the same. 
Fine. You are led away down the winding staircase to a chamber is about five floors below into some chambers that has some separate bedrooms. All of them have massive king-sized waterbeds. Wow. And the bed frames are made from the bones of sea serpents and whales. They can't fit in the bag of holding, huh? I don't know, but I could just take one. (laughs) They won't miss it. There's plenty of other bones. Wait, so what happened? I'm not sure. I suppose we know what he meant now by defeat. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, how are we going to kill this guy? I don't get it. It's... That's why he... That's why he had us go to the Hag of the Evermarsh in the first place. To help her out just so we can get her name. I couldn't think of a reason why it would benefit him to help her find a fucking egg. Doesn't do anything for him. He doesn't do anything without a reason. That is what's troubling. So if the only reason that we were there was just to get her name, so we could answer this question. Wait, so if we went to the hag to get her name, to get past the first challenge, what does this fucker have? I don't know. I've got three heads I'm supposed to take care of. You've taken care of one. Which turns out helped us in this one, so... Is this one going to help you with the next one? I don't know. It is not a illogical conclusion, but when is logic ever meant anything here? Is there still guards? Yes, and they are stationed outside the doorway to your chambers. I take mode and mask off. They go about to one. So what is the test of speed? The test of speed, you must best the River King in a race. It's the slapping game. A race? <laughs> Where? In water? Yes. Okay. Will all of us be in the boat? I think so. Palman, you did really good driving it the first time, so hopefully, maybe we can stand a chance. Ugh. You better racing in as a wolf. What time is it in the day? The clock is reading 8 p.m. Do you think you can go inside the house again? Of course. Actually, I sit there and I start using um, druidcraft, mm-hmm. trying to create like a bigger wind. Hmm. And the harder I try, it adds smoke to it. I make like little bursts of wind. <laughs> yeah. But the only thing that gets in there is like smoke. Damn it. What are you attempting to do? Wind. I just learned. I've been training to become a druid for the past couple of months. Nature shepherd of a sort. Damn it. I have a spell that might be useful. You do? Mm-hmm. With wind? Nods. Oh, well. That would be helpful. Hopefully they're not using too much crazy magic. I hope we are allowed to use magic. I hope so. I go back to the guard. Are we allowed to use magic? You are allowed to use whatever means necessary. Huh. Take out my cards. So I pull two cards, look at them. I pull one and I'm like, are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? I say this out loud. I pull a second card. I really don't need this right now. You realize that, right? Do you want to clue us in on exactly what? No. The King of Swords inverted represents someone in power who is very manipulative. 
Someone who is manipulative and persuasive and uses his power of manipulation and persuasion for selfish needs. Yeah, well, we know who that's about. Yes, so I said, what about him? Then I drew the magician inverted. The magician inverted represents acting foolishly and being out of touch with reality. I pull a sound card and the wheel of fortune inverted. Bad luck. Talia starts like chuckling. I slowly look up and slowly, very slowly, look over at you. I stop chuckling and try to keep a straight face and has mixed results. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, For the uninitiated, what what does this mean? It doesn't mean anything that you need to know, James. It means the Undertaker's yelling at her. Right. Okay. That's how she talks to him. Uh Uh-huh. And he's, uh, like any good father, telling her to knock it off. Well, uh, should we get rest? Want to know what the Undertaker has to say about you, James? Not particularly. Are you sure? Honey, can you go check on the kids? Sure. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So it was something like cool. I was going to be like, oh, death. <laughs> or oh, the Ten of Sales defeat. You're fucked. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, I open up the house. see if Ernest has seen the dragon yet. <laughs> so I go inside the house. Okay. Anybody there waiting for me? You go into the house and Jareth, Ernest, and Talden are all sitting in the living room. Oh, my three favorite tieflings. And they all stand up in unison and Ernest just starts bombarding you with questions about where the fuck, how the fuck, pretty much like keep variations of those two questions. Ernest, it's a Feywild with guns and magic and music. Okay, um, you realize no one's seen one in over Over a thousand thousand years, yes. Can, can I study it? Of course. But I get to keep it. Of course, of course. I mean, study it as well as you can, I suppose. In, in, can you study it in the, in the shape it is now? We don't exactly have time to organize all the parts. I, kind I, of in the middle of something. Can I have its brain? Sure. Thank you. Are you going to eat it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Unle- because I was going to say, unless you're going to eat it, in which case you have to wait till I get back because I want to try it. No, I'm going to study it. It's just goop, isn't it? Dragons have been written about as fiercely intelligent creatures. Some of them mastering all sorts of magic and spells. Boy, how did this one? I'm looking at Ernest like, Ernest, do you have the first inclination of what happens to a body after death? Um, somewhat. Have you ever studied a brain before? Yes. I raise an eyebrow. Academy. People donate their remains sometimes. Yes, and the remains after they have been donated are kept specifically so they can be studied. Elmnist, do you know what their brain is made out of? It's basically jello. Yes, but this was deceased fairly recently, and... Elmnist, it's rare jello. Elmnist, it is a lump of jello inside the skull. You are welcome to it. But I don't know what you'll be able to study it. 
I, I also like... do not down the skull at all. Of course not. But I would love the chance to at least attempt to study it. Even if it does just melt. Also, I mean, it got pretty jostled around when we, you know, took it about. I suppose. If you do make soup with it, you have to save me some. Very well. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's just better to just... It's yeah, better just to like just, like make, <laughs> just, just make soup and be like, that's weird, but sure. No, it's mostly better just be like, of course, Celine. Because she's got this in your head. You've got this in your head. Like, if he he's going to make soup and he's not going to give me any. Even though no. that's not what he's thinking in any way, shape, I or form. I don't know where you got the idea that that would be my line of thinking. Anyway, any other questions about Bob? No. Thank you, though. <laughs> you are quite welcome. If you can think of any practical applications for any of the things we brought back. I can think of several. Oh. <laughs> as long as they don't involve the skull, which I'm totally keeping and doing something super cool with. Or in get like a sh- shitty grin on my face. Yes. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> you sure? Did they tell you what's going on with us? They said you were in the Feywilds. Stuck. Um, that Tally was stuck. And that James and Harmond have ended up with you. I roll my eyes. I told them not to, but they insisted. Well, James insisted, and Harmond insisted too. Do you need any additional help? No. Are you sure? Yes. Very well. It's bad enough that we have the help that we do. Jarvis, are you alright? Uh-huh. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You sure? He kind of looks down in a way. What's up? Um. Did you get kicked out of school? No, no. Okay. It's Getsu. What about him? Well, in the couple days that I was away, he started spreading rumors that I had gotten eaten. Like she, she laughs. Like, so, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at him. Like, what's stupid? You, you. He has how many days to come up with good emails about you? And the best he can come up with, I got eaten. Not very smart, is he? Shrugs. Since I came back, he's been. What? I know I got in trouble for it, but I, I wanted to invite him over, to, you know. Show him cool stuff and make him my friend. Why do you want to be this person's friend so badly? He seems to be everybody's friend at school. Everybody likes him. So? So I thought if he liked me, then everybody would like me too. Oh, jealous. I hug him. He hugs back. Listen to me. You want to be the coolest kid at school? Mm-hmm. Don't rely on Getsu to do it. Well, what do I do? Well, first of all, you get up there and you put eyeliner on like I taught you and fill in your brows. Oh. I look down at him. Have you plucked at all? And shakes his head. <sighs> Shake my head at you. Getsu and the other kids said makeup was for girls. It is for girls. And for boys. And for everyone else. You know why they don't wear makeup, Jeffers? Because they don't know how. And they don't look good in it. Because they don't know how. Trust me, you get out there with eyeliner, with your brows plucked and filled in. Good gods. I'm like, I'm like, like smoothing his eyebrows out like, what did I teach you for nothing? You get out there and you own it. Do you like wearing makeup? He nods. Then you get out there and you own it. They say, oh, makeup is for girls. You say, 
Yeah, it is. It's for girls and for me, but not for you because your face is so busted that not all the makeup in the world could make you look good. <laughs> he <laughs> kind of snickers at that. And even if you don't believe it, you say it anyway. It doesn't matter if, if you believe it or not. The fact is you want to make them believe that you do. You commit and you own it. Okay. And the minute you don't care about what anyone thinks, they'll start to notice. And they'll start to wonder, what does that kid got? Why is he so confident? Even if you're not, doesn't matter. They think you are. Isn't that lying? No. No. That's persuasion. She's not wrong. She's not. This is a very roundabout way of saying, please be yourself, child. And you will find friends that love you. He smiles a bit and nods. Okay. So I just be myself. You be who you want to be. Okay. And for the love of God, pluck your eyebrows. Okay. No, yeah. And jealous. Contouring and highlighting. Okay. It doesn't work if you don't highlight. You have to highlight. Turn back to Talon and Ernest. <laughs> like parenting. <laughs> parenting. Where's Adrian? She was upstairs playing with socks. Okay, I'm going to go check on her. Okay. So I go up to see her. Yep, you see her. She's on the bed. She has the Rage of the Wolf <laughs> open on her bed with a box of crayons. <laughs> Just illustrating it? Yeah, kind of. In the book? Or yeah. Or it, 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 in the book, like in the margin. <laughs> That's my little girl. <laughs> that book is a masterpiece now. Oh, crap. Anyway, anyway, and she she has socks on the bed and her headphones on. Mm-hmm. I just wave at her, thumbs it out to see if she needs anything. She smiles and waves and holds up the book. And I give her a thumbs up, like it just looks great. <laughs> it's not a first edition. Fuck it, she can draw on it. Even if it was a first edition, who cares? Yeah, we can buy another one. So I come back out. You come back out and you wait or sleep or I'm actually going to do something if that's all we are, if, if if nothing else was going to happen. Start setting up divination. What you doing? Speaking to the Undertaker. About what? Just looking for advice. Ah. Are we staying all in one room? It's actually like a small apartment. Oh, okay. So there's multiple the, rooms. There are multiple bedrooms. In a yeah. Cluster area. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just checking. I just want to make sure everybody's safe mm-hmm. and the same thing. So I'm just in the front area. Undertaker, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what we are doing here. Well, I mean, I do know what we are doing here, but we need to complete this task. What do we need to do to complete this task? That's what I, that's my question. What do you need to complete this task? Mm-hmm. When asking the question, are you thinking like this specific task? Yeah, the one that's happening tomorrow. Or just in general. I'm leaving it open-ended. Let's see what he what he says. Okay. The bone turns to dust and scatters into a couple words. Harmond, a sword, and the mantle of Lord Longfellow. What? What? Okay, well check and I point at Harmon. <laughs> yeah, and I mean check? I have the mantle of Lo Longfellow, right? Yes. Yes? That's what I have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, wait, is the titles and the mantle something different now? Like, face it. Everything's different. Surprise. A sword? I... Well, we have Talden as a sword that we found in Lord Longfellow's. I summoned Death Whisper. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you, partner. Yes. 
If I needed you to become something other than pistols, could you do it? Yes. What about a sword? Yes. Could I see? The two guns shift, turning into smoke in your hands, Mm -hmm. and then reform into a rapier where the handguard, it's a large basket handguard Mm -hmm. that is a skull. Ooh, nice. There you go. The long straight blade coming up, and it looks to be steel, but it has woven throughout it, forged with it, this pearlescent material that works its way up through the sword blade. Wow. And as you move it around, that pearlescent pattern mists and trails behind the sword as you move it around. Oh, she's going to be amused with that for hours. Right, my name. <laughs> You're going to, you have to draw a penis. Like, that's the first thing you do. I don't know why I need this, but... The Undertaker seems to think you do. Thank you. I said to the mm-hmm. sword now. I don't really know how to use a sword. <laughs> I mean, I sort of do. Kind of. I'm technically proficient with it as a warlock. Yeah, you, you are proficient with your packed weapon. but Yeah, but... but tech- yeah. As a, yeah, because it's a pa- my packed weapon, I am yeah. technically proficient with it. But boy, howdy, am I not, like, nice with Like, I don't yeah. have any finesse with it. Yeah. I mean, I can technically use it, just because I've been using Death Whisper for long enough, but... I think that as long as you can technically use it, it'll be good enough. Yeah, but you have the mantle of Longfellow, don't you? Well, yes, but she has me. Are you the one that needs a sword? Why would I need a sword? I don't know. This is my deal. It's what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. Why would I need a sword? I have no idea. I I dismissed Death Whisper. Okay. Well, just in case there's a sword. I suppose on the end case, you can also ask Talden for that sword back. He was was at the house. Should I go? Do you think they're still there? Okay, I go back into the house. You actually catch them as they're about to leave? Talden! Oh, yes. I may be in need of the rapier that we gave you. Oh! I, I have it with. May we borrow it? Of course. And they reach into their own small bag of holding and pull out the sword. Ah, uh, thank you. Um, it might get broken. Uh, it reforges. Each... Well, yes, I know, but I don't know what the fuck is going to happen back there. So if, uh, it, if it doesn't come back, sorry. <laughs> Very well. In, in advance, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I go back to the door. Aha! I got it! Well, just in case. I don't, but I really, okay, first of all, I really don't know how to use a job. Yeah, you are really not proficient with it. I really am not. So let's just hope, I don't know why why I would need to use one, though. I don't know. James, do you know how to use a sword? Sort of. Um, oh, you two, should, you two should practice. Think fast. <laughs> I toss him the rapier. All right, he grabs it. Not really my hour. Oh, practice, we don't have much time. Alright. <laughs> Someone just whisper. Alright. Yes, yes, fight. <laughs> I want to watch you two fight. Alright. Alright. How, hey. how do we do this? Go ahead and roll me an attack roll. I'm gonna just sit there and, and I'm gonna critique. What am I, what like, adding? Whatever you normally roll for, or add for Death Whisper. 11. Oh, that's plus 11? Fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, use that. 30. And don't worry, if she stabs you too bad, then I, I can bring you back. Okay, so he is looking at the sword. Ah, fuck, I don't know how to use this. And all of a sudden, swings it around. 
and just quickly brings it up and does a light nick right across your cheek. He rolled a nat 20. Nice. <laughs> you gonna let him do that to you, Talia? Ow. He smiles. You son of a bitch. And then I roll a 30. Yeah. You swing the sword at him. And holding it, you feel Death's Whisper guiding you a little bit uh-huh. in where to strike. And still, though, you swing it as a power strike. Mm-hmm. Instead of a stabbing motion, you bring it into more like a slashing. He brings up his sword to defend. And it shatters his blade because of the crystalline nature of it. Mm -hmm. And you get a quick shallow slash across his arm. And he actually starts coughing in the shower of glitter. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? You broke it, James. (laughs) What the fuck is... And he grows back. This is a fair sword, ain't it? What if I give you that idea? He just looks at you and... Brushes glitter got, out of his eyebrows. I've, 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 I've somehow got a cup of coffee that I slowly... <laughs> oh, don't act like you're above fairy weapons when you are literally in the plane of existence that they are from. Fine. 27. <laughs> while he's distracted, while, while he's I tried distracted. for another one. <laughs> while he's distracted, you get another cut across the bicep. He's like, ah, you motherfucker. And it's like, that's comes, what you get. <laughs> comes back with a 25. That hits. So he comes in, bringing it in close. And with this forward thrusting motion, takes you right across the shoulder. Not good with swords, my ass. You two are going to have to do better than that. You guys are going to have to... You two are going to have to actually attack each other. The 15 probably doesn't hit him. No, it doesn't. You come in goaded on by Celine. Go for a more direct blow. He catches your arm as you come in for the stab and uses the blade and handguard of his sword to twist the inner blade of yours out Mm -hmm. and away. And I need you to make a dexterity save real quick. Are we in combat? Yeah. 19 plus 9. Okay, so you managed to hold on to your blade, but it's still positioned very awkwardly. And as he's just up close to you holding your arm, and the, your wrist is bent in a very awkward position. It hit it like you mean it. What's his AC? Why? Uh, what would you roll? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, yeah, 23. Yeah, yeah. To hit him in the head. Like with mine. <laughs> I just like. <laughs> <laughs> he backs away and like, oh! Yeah. She can heal it. Yeah, and Slane's <laughs> like, fight, fight. Hey, fight, he, fight, he, fight. he holds up his sword. Okay, no, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he holds up the sword. Here, silly, you. Take a turn practicing. Tosses the sword. Why? I I I go up to James and like touch his face and cast cure wound. (laughs) But um, (laughs) Celine. Sorry, I can't use a sound. Make a will save real quick. Oh shit! (laughs) Two, two plus plus some plus save Uh wisdom save ten. Okay, as you're protesting and he tosses the sword towards you, you're arm just instinctively reaches out and grabs the sword. You bring it down into a ready fighting stance. I don't know how to use a sword. Just out of curiosity. It doesn't hit it in that one. She turned to attack you 
And suddenly for you, Celine, it looks like she's moving in slow motion and you just easily sidestep her as she goes past. How did you do that? Well, you were moving so fucking slow. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. 14 does not hit you mm-hmm. again. No. Again, she like comes up with a swipe to nick you across the nose, maybe. But oh, you just. She knows bad tails and two ain't a nose. Would be the shoulder. Oh, oh, okay. But again, you just adjust your shoulder back like just an inch and the sword just passes over. What are you doing? 23. Celine, roll me a d20. Seven. And what did you roll? 23. 23? Okay. Okay. Kelly, you do manage to land a strike, cutting across her upper arm. Ah! Sorry, what but- What are you doing? Celine, you're like- <laughs> She's holding the sword. What are you doing? You're moving like you know how to use that thing. I don't know how to use a sword. Attack I'm me. A spe- no. Attack me. No. Celine, attack what? me. No. Why? I'm a spellcaster. I don't use swords. Just test a theory. Attack me. This is stupid. Well, then you won't hit anything. Attack me. Fine. I attack, not knowing how to use a fucking sword. Celine, mm-hmm. I want you to write down on your sheet expertise in dueling. What? What? Maybe that's a more long thing. You have double proficiency with attack rolls made with a rapier in a one-on-one dueling situation. What is what is that? I mean, I mean that's, that means really good, but like, how does double that work? proficiency means that when you have a rapier, which mm-hmm. is a one d eight piercing damage, this particular weapon is a plus three. So you have an eleven. Okay. So when you roll a d twenty, mm-hmm. you add eleven. Okay. To damage, you gain an additional one d four to your damage roll. Selena's still like, this is dumb. I don't know how to use this. So roll a d twenty and attack me. Okay. That hits. So I had 12 to that? Uh Uh-huh. 28. 28. Yeah. You just like, this is dumb. This is stupid. This is stupid. This is dumb. As you step towards- I don't know how to use a sound. You step towards her. In two quick steps, you cover 10 feet of ground and bringing the sword in close to your chest, much like James had done, you go with this quick lunge that takes you across another five feet. You strike Talia. Go ahead and roll a D8 okay, and a D4 and then add four. Okay. Three, seven. Seven points of damage. She lunges at you and takes you in the side. Ow. Do it again. What? No. Do it again. No. Do it again. No. I told you I don't know how to use. Do it again. But but I. But, Do it again, but honey. I don't know how to use a sound. I'm telling you, I don't know how to. Seven plus twelve, so uh, nineteen. Matches. Okay. So you hit so. me. <laughs> as I'm doing this, I keep insisting. I'm serious. I don't know how to use a sound. I am a spellcaster. Uh, six plus four, so ten. Yeah. <laughs> again, you quickly bring the sword up and around and in a graceful motion, nick across her arm. Ah! And I like look up wildly excited. What the? You are just letting me hit you. I'm not letting you hit me. You're hitting me. Hey, Death Whisperer, you don't need to be a sword anymore. (laughs) I like poop him out. No, wait, okay. Maybe that's something you got with little Longfellow. Maybe? As you're holding the sword in your hand, it feels familiar. 
it feels like you've held this sword in your hand for thousands of duels. C'est impossible. Apparently not. Unless it has something to do with Lord Longfellow. Didn't you say you got that sword in his house? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, wait, while we're standing there or staring at it, I'm going to try to attack you again. Go ahead. Like, try to get the drop on you. Nope, never mind. Fifteen. Fifteen. That, I yeah. took out of the way. Hey, hey, I'm not armed this time. See, see, you are just letting me hit you. <clears throat> James sighs. I feel a little stupid. I should have done this uh, first. Sulfurous smoke pours out to his left hand, and it forms into a cutlass. Not a rapier, a more curved blade. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot I could do that. I smack him. On guard? No! Get him, honey. Nip on guard. I have no idea what that means. Well, you he was the one that started talking in Martellian common. <laughs> He comes in with these quick, like, short, sweeping slashes. This is stupid! I don't know how to do this. All right, so he comes in with a couple swipes Mm -hmm. and does manage to cut you across the forearm. Ow! Come on, bring that guard up. Fight back, Celine. I don't want to. Fight back, Celine. I don't want to fight back. I can't use this sound. And never mind. That's 12 plus 6. That's 18. Is 18? That hits him. Okay. Again, stepping forward, just moving like water, mm-hmm. you come up and strike him. For 9 points of damage. For 9 points of damage. <laughs> Don't know how to use the sword in my ass. No, no stumps on gal. <laughs> I'm just going to say you continue to practice for a couple hours. <laughs> and Celine, it becomes quite clear that you know how to fucking use a sword. Or at least this sword. Since James was the one that started speaking uh-huh. in Martellian common, uh-huh. I keep speaking in common Martellian. No, no, something God. Leve. You actually best James in your little mini duel. <laughs> Do I kill him? No. <laughs> oh, no, he's dead. <laughs> Whoops. This is very strange. So it was being a favored. Also, something you noticed uh, when you were dueling with James? You were able to clash and cross swords, and it didn't break for you. I asked the sword in French, knowing that no one actually speaks French but me. Now, is this just with dueling, or is it with using the rapier normally? Just with dueling. Just with dueling. It is specifically for one-on-one. Yeah. Okay. So, in normal combat situations, this does not apply. Okay. This is specifically for a duel. A duel. Got it. Puis je me permettre de vous demander votre nom. Well, I don't think it has a name. Well, you could always name it, or maybe somebody knows what its name is. Well, I asked it, and it didn't you know. So is it sentient? No, no. I was I was hoping it might be sentient, and I might be able to have fun conversations with it. Well, speaking as somebody who has a weapon that is sentient, they don't exactly are great conversationalists. Okay. Well, this is strange. Stranger than anything else we've seen? Yes! I don't know. I saw a house walk away on chicken legs. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen an entire city on a ship that rose up out of the water. And, oh, Celine knows how to use a sword. 
um, on the list of things that seems um, pretty normal. Well, to me, uh, this is the strangest thing. As James is like uh, counting this list off, yeah. Talia just smiles and makes her eyes glow and then shifts into a wolf. And that. I'm, I'm sorry, that's, I'm, that's just gonna take some getting used to, darling. She gives you this like really human look for a dog. Really? Huh? Oh, I shift back. James, I'm a shifter. Yeah, but, uh, no, you're right. <sighs> that pedigree isn't just for good looks. Though it definitely helps in that department. Oh, thank you. Training a couple months to learn how to be a fool, like, and not yeah. exactly what I thought it would be, but definitely works. I'm glad for you. I actually really am. It's just... <laughs> You get used to a certain level of weird in our line of work, and then you're just surprised when things go beyond it. I guess we should get some sleep or something. Or rest, in some cases. Yeah. That pocket watch go, I can take a turn with it, keeping track of the time. Got it. Yeah, I give you my pocket watch. Alright, let's get some sleep. <sighs> yeah, let's get some sleep. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Wild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. It helps us out a lot, and we'll read your reviews on the podcast. We're all over social media, and you can find links on our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. We'll also have a list of links in our show notes. Our Discord server is a pretty active place these days, so please stop by and say hello. You can find a link to that too in the show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public does. Plus, you'll get exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DM and player notes, deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. You'll also get access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. We have a lot planned this year, so we hope you'll join us. Talia Argent-Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent-Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council. And our dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.